The wasteland is cold, hard, and unforgiving. Let's stay inside and play Punk Apocalyptic. Fortified Niche. And with that incredibly synced up clap, we open on another episode of Fortified Niche. I am Kassa, hosting for today, joined as always by JC Dent. Hello. How are you, my fine, handsome friend? Thank you, my smart, charming co-host, man. Uh, and humble. Don't forget humble. Also humble. Very humble. The humblest man alive. Uh, I'm doing fine. I've uh, done some stuff around the house. I played some video games over the weekend and stuff. Wrote about some video games. Uh, what about you? I hear you have some travel plans in the near future. Yeah, I'll be at PAX, which by the time you hear this, will have gone. So... Maybe find me there. Watch the pod, watch, you know, follow our Twitter because that's where it's going to be mentioned. So, yeah, b- always keep an eye on that. By the by, this time, uh, uh, by the time this one sh- should go out, uh, you will have gone to the con, returned from the con, and people that have met you will have put uh, would, will have transformed the event into treasured memories. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for some liminal times. Um, Yesterday I did a hobby day with some mates, which was fun. I basically assembled some carnival critters and just hung out and talked with my friends for like four hours, which is a good hobby day to me. And we played some Pathfinder Second Edition today, which is going well. It's a fun system. Would you recommend it over 5e? It's in a heartbeat. <laughs> it's, um, they've actually thought about how the classes work together and um, synergy is a thing you can do. That's great. Uh, so you heard it here, folks. Uh, Castle recommends uh, Pathfinder 2nd Edition over 5e. Mm. Yeah. Easy, easy to do. Um, but speaking of 2nd Editions... And easy to do. <laughs> um, we've got today Punk Apocalyptic, which is yet another post-apocalyptic horror game about booting up a gang of dudes and going and punching a gang of not dudes in the face until one of you gets to decide their best we are looking at the july 23rd 2022 release which is free on the bad roll games website Um, the english translation not the spanish one because i don't speak spanish except for three curse words from tv shows i picked up yeah uh uh, most of my spanish i learned from vice city and uh gunslinger's tale in mexico so yeah, don't 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 ask me to to play video to play miniature games based on that knowledge. Yeah, the um basic setting is everything's fucked, everything's on fire, and you're one of eight different gangs trying to make a name for yourself in the wasteland. There are like mega cities, a la two thousand AD. But rather than being like mega cities in that world, where like you can kind of walk up and trade with them because they want stuff outside. It's like no. Fuck off. We have everything we need and machine guns and minefields are hundreds of miles. If you come too close, we're going to vaporize you, which is kind of funny. Yeah, so everyone else is barely scraping by in the uh, wasteland, eking out a meager existence. An existence so meager that guns even aren't even a prominent thing in the, in the setting or the rules. Hmm. Um, firearms are really downplayed. Um, bows and crossbows exist, but even they're sort of secondary unless you're one of the weird um work around that issue factions yeah yeah uh it's you know this setting's pretty generic it's 30 millimeter war game um, yeah there's nothing like grab us about it 
I mean, sorry. It grabbed us because it's like agnostic in a lot of ways and it plays really fast and it's, you know, it's got punk in the title. How bad could it be? Turns out it's punk from like the mid 2010s. So it's kind of skeevy. <laughs> I'd say it's punk, punk from maybe even earlier, but uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you're probably a better punk historian than I am. <laughs> in, in, in the mid any time before this day, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't very much punk, but, and I was even less punk uh, back in the day. So yeah. I was never punk, but I always enjoyed punk music because of like um, all the sports games that had it. Like I'm a big fan of Bad Religion, No Effects, and yeah. all the basic bands. Um, yeah, and sort of with that, like we're so punk and rebel. There's comes a few things in the setting that don't sit right with either of us. Yep. One of them is a whole faction of mutants where they call the mutards, which feels really like not funny and kind of shitty in 2022. Yeah. Um, there's a Nazi faction, which is sort of the Fifth Reich, and it's much more. Uh, open to anyone than previous sort of Nazi regimes may be, but they're still called Nazis. They're still dressing up like the SS, and it's still kind of like, well... Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because these are uh, very much... Well, they're not Nazi cosplayers and stuff, but the book says that they're liter- literally uh, accepting like... Uh, people of other colors and Jews and whatever into their ranks. So I guess their Nazi doctrine is everyone should be a uh, Nazi. Uh, they're, uh, I guess they're pre-Line of Long Knives, pre-Night of the Long Knives Nazis. <laughs> and they're also led by a little person, which is not called that way <laughs> in the game. They're, mm. p- 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 they're, plenty, they're plenty fond of the... A word you use to describe a small submarine, uh, you know. Yeah, there's um, there's some language choices that don't fly today. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna do my best not to repeat them. Yeah, because it's not something I've been encouraged. Uh, if you can get, if you can get past that, which clearly that's a hurdle that a lot of people have, and it's a completely valid hurdle to have. Yeah, like, yeah. There are games that don't have these problems, and you can give them your money instead. But also, this one's free, and yeah. skipping a word is easy. Um. Like oh, I'm not here to defend it. Um, it's not cool. Do better. Um, yeah, yeah. Zero stars. <laughs> yeah, like I, like I said, the Nazis are are weird because like they 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 say like oh it's called the Fifth Reich because they these are just guys who found a lot of old military books and styled themselves after the Nazis, but they don't know how much time passed since the Third Reich did so, so they don't know how many Reichs there had been, so they just went. Eh, maybe there was a fourth. We're the fifth. Uh, so I really don't know. Which is funny, but also like, well, they still want to be Nazis. And, which is what? Yeah, and they're and they're also supposedly competent soldiers, and they have super soldiers, uh, which are described as being s- stronger and stupider than than the rest. They found them frozen somewhere in a abandoned <laughs> military base. But there's like you know there's still Nazis riding on some of the Nazi stereotypes of being. Uh, of being like strong and competent and competent on the battlefield, and I don't know if having uh, a, a black lady named Ilsa after the she wolf of DSS, no doubt in the in the roster among the characters, really helps it. Uh, so I guess when it well. When it comes to putting Nazis into your game, either don't put it or do it uh, like like you should with Tyranids and make them an NPC race. Yeah, um, I don't want to hop on it because, like, it is one faction. Yeah, yeah. The other factions are, like, your... Uh, Ten? 
yeah. factory standard uh, gangers. There's uh, the mutants that we mentioned. There's the black blood children, which are guys who are religious about their <laughs> one oil derrick. Uh, Amok are your flesh horror faction from some sort of mega city that either got blown up or something. They're basically the guys you want to do if you're like, I don't know, like Hellraiser and stuff. There's also a radioactive cult that uh, that does the uh, spiked hoods uh, better than Necromanda did. They don't really look that clansmen see to me. Um, so yeah, you, you've got factions to choose from. I, for example, played with the Jenkers, the guys who go out and find crap, uh, and Ooh. which allows them to get around uh, a lot of the weapon limitations in some creative ways. But more about yeah, um, I, those in army building the, the and stuff. Factions otherwise um, have a lot of diversity in rules that they're generic. Um, oh, that's more army building, but yeah, like most factions have a way to play differently. Everyone else, um, you have like sort of the three, three pseudonomies like um, gangers, mutants, and um, the Reich all kind of play like sim. Like a lot of them play basically a similar kind of game. Like I mostly have melee weapons. I mostly have like the ability to walk up and punch you. Mostly similar access, um, but like junkers have. I'd say they seem to be more like orthogonal, of like what they have access to like, their own special stuff. And um, yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, yeah, it's a lot of diversity in a way of like, I don't know, like the factions feel a lot, a lot more different in a way that even say, like when I played Necromunda, the newest version of it, like 2021, 2020, I think I played 2020 mm. because it's pre-pandemic. Um, everyone felt kind of the same. Like I've got different skills and but mostly the same weapons and mostly my guys are hitting you on fours or fives and winning on fours or fives and saving on fives or sixes so like it's not variation but here's variation because um the gangers are sort of like people sort of trying to make their way newly in the wasteland whereas mutars is like live have a lived experience of it and they will come at these problems in like still a similar voice because it's still like d10 plus mods versus d10 plus mods but like the way they can do that is just different enough to be like oh yeah that feels different like i'm not playing your gang different paint scheme well, I guess Casa uh, played Necromanda before they released very slowly, as uh, th- as is w- as is want with GW, the uh, House of series of books. But yeah, I played when how the corpse grinders appeared, and that was sort of like my exit point because we played. We started playing a lot of games. That's all. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of the rules, you already mentioned the basics. So, but uh, you should probably uh, uh, repeat them. <laughs> Yeah, so um, the basic rules of the game, um, it's D10 plus modifier versus D10 plus modifier. Um, but basically, you're almost always rolling off versus your opponent unless it's unopposed. For some reason, like if I shoot you, it's basically say cover and defenses. But if I'm punching you, you're both trying to punch at the same time. Uh, ties are broken in favor of the active model, which I quite like. So if you try to stab someone, they're stabbing you back. And whoever wins, wins. Um, cover is kind of interesting because cover stacks. You can be behind like a car, which is behind a sandbag wall. Which and you've also got your armored shield up, so that is like a lot of extra dice from being shot at or stabbed at. Uh, I I don't think it stacks that. I don't think cover stacks. You use the highest unless you have a shield, in which case it stacks. What's true? What's true? Cover stacks. Oh, anyway, make mistakes all the time. Um, 
their terrain naming is funny, so rather than being like difficult terrain and open terrain, it's cool terrain, fucked up terrain, really fucked up terrain, impossible terrain, yeah. which is immediately like easy to remember. <laughs> um, and another thing about the roll- rolls is when you're not rolling off against someone, you're trying to roll under your stat, so yeah, on a d10, so, so yeah. So your shooting attacks where your like precision is like basically shooting ability is six, say, but if you're outside good range then it's like a minus one if they're in cover that's a minus four so you're trying to just hard roll a one on a d10 which immediately points out like just how hard it is to shoot people in this world yeah it's everything everything sucks yeah yeah and uh at first i thought that uh, my junkers with like precision four were okay but then he but then castle rolled out with his gangers with precision six and stuff and combat six and it was not a great time for me <laughs> Yeah, I've, but that was up for our first game where my um, Precision 6 guys all whiffed all their shots first round. It's like, well, that, uh, that felt real bad. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, th- that's because there's one thing that's basically universal among the rules and the gangs. Any weapon that's like a pre-war firearm, so from pistols to rifles to automatic rifles, needs bullets. And one bullet mm. is one shot, and uh, one shot costs like 15 points in a game that's 500 points standard. Which means that you really can't afford to just, you know, sit back and blink and to hope that you'll hit someone <laughs> because every shot costs you money. Uh, yeah, and like even things like, like the guns are all relatively cheap compared to the points. They're, like they're most, really like cheap. The cheapest gangers that I saw were like 20 points. The shotgun's six points, but a shotgun, like Tim said, costs 15 credits, dollars, yeah. buckets to shoot. It's like, oh, I don't really want to shoot you outside of perfect range. You know, like crossbows and bows, which are free shots. Um, models all move the same distance, yeah. which is kind of funny. Four, four, it's four um, inches standard. One, yeah, it's four inches standard. Um, it's moving through terrain or climbing or something. Mm-hmm. It does have a neat thing with combat where rather than just like walking up and then attacking, if you move, if you charge into someone or do an assault move, you get a plus one bonus. And for each full movement, or each up to a full movement, for every four inches or less, you move up towards someone. So you move 12 inches into someone, you get a bonus for each of your movements because you're getting a lot of momentum on your charge. So that can be like a plus three or more potentially if you've got some way to get extra APs. Yeah. Which seems certain gangs do. Well, um, so I mean... It can be exciting when you're... I'm sorry. I mean, your ganger boss had free uh, AP and most of my guys... All of my guys only had like two actions per turn. So, hmm. you know, it was easier for you. Yeah, but it's still sort of like it adds up. Like, so your generic your guy's bad at combat. If he can move into you, it's a, plus, it's a flight plus two, which you know, yeah. extra ten percent, extra twenty percent chance. And then you're adding your um, combat modifiers and weapons, like a heavy sword, gives you plus two as well. And you're adding your combat stats. So my boss, you know, doing his full movement into someone was rolling a plus ten on the dice roll. Yeah, which was weird because it made like it the dice and. Yeah, it's just the dice is rolling a single dice is generally very swingy as we saw in this one. Mm, mm. So that's uh, one that's area of improvement uh, that they can work on. Well, it's a choice they've made. I don't even change it now. Um, the other game sequence, uh, and then you know, basically moves like you also have like an Overwatch thing where you can't. Where you just have, like you can aim before you shoot someone for like a plus three, I think, depending on if they're in cover or not. It seems a bit confusing. Actually, that no, the cover is interesting in this game in that it only adds to your armor, which is this game doesn't have an armor safe. It's basically first you 
roll to hit if you're shooting someone and then if you hit them mm. you roll off to see if your strength plus bonuses uh, overcomes his toughness plus bonuses roll which well th- that can go places uh so yeah and every model seems to have one hp so yeah one hp and that's it that's it there's no unconsciousness no feel no pains no nothing you you just uh, go off the table and uh, down and out yeah and there's a really interesting thing with shooting in that you can take a penalty to precision to ignore the armor bonus that the cover gives and cover bonuses can get really heavy like plus six plus eight heavy so if you have a guy that can aim for shit and junkers don't, you might want to uh, you might want to like you know take the penalty for shooting them. And curiously, to maybe maybe uh, cut down on Overwatch play that much, uh, you you get a penalty to precision for Overwatch. So it's it's mm. not like uh, haha, come at me, bro. Yeah, and you get to spend the order, then it's gone. You can't aim before overwatching. Yeah. Um, I think the one exciting thing, well, not exciting, the one, the one thing in this game I quite enjoyed was the, um, the sequence. Yeah. Where you deploy models slows, it's like slowest agi- lowest agility to highest agility, and then you activate every turn from highest agility downwards. And then models can delay their turn to be last at that initiative step. So initiative six guys can just wait and go up to initiative five guys or four guys, three guys, three guys. So it's really cool to have that option with your high agility guys. Be like, oh, I'm just gonna wait, gonna, wait and see I'm how it go develops. between half your gang. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of uh, X-wing kind of thing. Of, you know, you're planning out everything and then you're resolving it. Your fastest dudes. Yeah, so there's really which gives you a real advantage if you're faster significantly than the opponent. So yeah, there's really no initiative roles in this game because like the gangers have their f- fixed agility stat. Well, not f- not entirely fixed. If you yeah. take uh, some uh, cumbersome uh, clunky equipment, it can. Uh, push you down a step which happened to most of my guys and that's why we almost never had a conflict with Casa over who goes first out what agility step because all of his guys were agility 6 and 5 and all and my fastest guy on the table was agility 4 uh, but if you have guys uh, if you both have guys at the same agility step you just do a simple d10 roll off and that guy activates his guy first then the other guy activates his guy it's simple like that yeah, it, it's, it works um, really efficiently. It, it cuts down on my paralysis of like, oh, who can go? Who can choose? Like, it's, it's like three models. Yep, yep. <laughs> Pick one of them. Um, it was a lot easier for him. And like, he had a small, a small elite gang of like six dudes or seven. I brought in 12 guys and they, 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 they weren't good. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a game where like having more actions isn't necessarily effective. Like, all my guys can lose rolls and die in one hit, but the ability to enforce your will upon the opponent first, it's its weird. It's kind of like a reverse version of the, um, or like an oblique version of the infinity, sort of like, I go, then you go, almost. But like, because this is how initiative orders worked. But like, I move my whole army, then you move your whole army, and we react to each other. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a very, not the most standard of matchups and <laughs> what we had, but... Hey, yeah, totally. them, I'm sure them, like, the bones. In other games. Yeah, like if it's more even, it'll be still be just as fast. Um, down miniatures still uh, like aren't dead. They could get up or be back later, or playing campaign game. It depends. Um, but their gear remains. So your big heavy machine gun guy that falls down with all the ammo, someone can walk over and be like, "Aha! Now I have a big heavy machine gun." 
Mm-hmm. Uh, more, 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 more likely that since big heavy machine guns don't exist in big in, in the main game, that someone's going to loot uh, grenades except for uh, incendiaries because those explode if you shoot once the guy goes down. Uh, swords and other stuff because the rule book wants to wants you to remember this. This is basically medieval warfare. Everyone's trying to punch and stab people. Like guns are rare and the ammo is even rarer. Like. Ammo is easily twice as expensive as the gun as that would shoot it. Though, for example, junkers have a fun thing where they can get ammo for a third cheaper, so 10 points versus usual 15 points. But their ammo can blow up and jam the gun. So, and of course, you and of course you can take a guy who can unjam those guns. But like you know, that's uh, that's already building a, a ammo game level economy chain in a game about punching guys in the wasteland yeah so otherwise the rules are pretty simple it's kind of hard to climb things and jumping also exists but sucks falling down's bad um it's not i don't know it's not a vertically dynamic game which is fine not every game wants to do that for reasons i don't quite understand um basically you move hard you move when you're climbing yeah because you know that's the only way to do things uh, yeah, you can crouch and stuff, go prone, duck down, get up, hide. Uh, the one other thing, so shooting is basically yeah, sort of unopposed, but combat isn't. Combat also has a really exciting thing where if you team up with someone in like a weird conga line of like, so imagine like a keyboard, right? So Dent has characters A and D fighting my character S. So S can fight either A or D, but then if I say charge in a character F, then he can fight character A because this is, it is a swirling melee. And that's pretty cool. Like, you can't, like, think of... You've got to think of a, com- a big group of like because, like, everyone is fighting everyone else. You haven't got, like, a reach or anything to become yeah. too concerned about. And that's something I haven't seen in any other game. And it's just actually like, well, yeah, that, yeah, that makes <laughs> that's sense. That's a relief. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, what, what, what else was the rules? Well, the main rule book that's free online only has like uh, special rules, special yeah, special special rules uh, and uh, scenarios and the basic rules. No campaign stuff, which you probably would want to have because uh, when we go to the army building, you'll see that it's not entirely deep the 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 army building part. So you probably want to have something extra running on top of that. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I don't see much much of the way of campaign games um, in the main book, but that might be another another book somewhere. Aha, there are campaign rules in the local book. Okay, cool. Yeah, because uh, like the the latest version from July uh, that's uploaded online is like chapter one, introduction, chapter two, rules, chapter three, equipment, chapter four, special rules, and it is crisp twenty three pages. Yeah, um, the campaign stuff books. That looked interesting. You um, got to spend your research of the story of the money you made, and like you can buy buildings and upgrade your background, your, your gear and equipment and stuff. Um, sorry, not your gear and equipment. Um, your home base, which gives you bonuses. Um, hey, no, no looking at stuff that is probably an expansion. Well, it's on the book. It's on the free, right? Like all things are free in this game. Fine, fine. Yes, all things are free. You can yeah. get army uh, army lists and the uh, rule book and whatever. Uh, it's all free, baby. You can also support the devs and buy the physical version and the miniatures. But more about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
yeah, like it looks the experience system that's kind of like just improvement roles and the roles are kind of like there, kind of dull. Not, not super exciting roles, nothing to change things too much. Um, yeah, the campaign system, the campaign system is about as long as the main book was because it's got to cover all the bands and stuff and how they evolve. But like if you're interested in that sort of thing, uh, books to have stuff, it's not the worst campaign system I've ever seen. It seems pretty, pretty fine. Yeah, I know. It's kind of how the rules work. Uh, there's no morale. There's no real breaking to run away that I saw. Yeah, this game is all about punching until you can't punch no more. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll be like running away in the campaign. If like, well, no, nope, that's too hard. It's uh, they want it more than we do. So that's <laughs> fine. Yeah, and like basically, we should probably cover scenarios here. I, I would assume. Uh, the scenarios aren't super exciting. They aren't super exciting. There's uh, quite a few of them, and some of them involve like uh, hostile turrets and uh, areas mm-hmm. of contaminated terrain and whatnot. But uh, one of the, one of there's a D10 table to pick at the start. Oh, sorry, go on. One of them, which we played, had like uh, infinity panoplies, which only contain ammunition, nothing, or booby traps. So, for example, Cass's army, which was all crossbows all day, doesn't even benefit from opening them. But that's fine, because the mission goal is uh, still kill points. So, like, you know. Oh. And once I kill you and take your gun, then I've got bullets. <laughs> then it uh, then you, then it can still explode in your face, but... Uh, yeah! But, yeah, it's... it's yeah, the de- yeah, we... Uh, once again, we say more uh, asymmetric scenarios please and more non-kill point stuff thank you hmm um there is a weird d10 table at the start of the scenario books where it's like there's the nine scenarios listed and if you roll a one both players take turns kicking their balls and the winner chooses a scenario so i guess you rochambeau <laughs> for scenario choice if you wanted one which is like all right just pick it now uh Unlike unlike with War Machine, this is best placed played if you don't have a pair. Yeah, like it's it's silly, it's goofy, it's kind of a magic thing of like kind of edgy in you know, like a kind of a wanky way. Um, and there's some weird typos throughout as well. Like one of them is you deploy twelve, then there's twenty four inches of middle ground. Then the opponent has a twenty four inch deployment, which is probably a typo. But also, it's been updated like six times, and they haven't picked it up on that. So I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's a twenty-three page book. We're not quite sure how long to spend going over. We could just sit here and basically read you the entire book and the time it takes for a normal episode, but we don't want to do that. So we're not going to. Um, we're going to start talking about army building and the diversity of factions. Tell me about the junkers. Well, they're the shitty faction that can't hit thing, but it has access to a lot of stuff that don't cla- that isn't classed as firearms. So you could use all sorts of weird wastelander tech to make up for your terrible, terrible scores in basically everything. Uh, The weirdest thing about them is that their probes, which are described as children or little people who go into ruins to check if there's actually stuff there, are actually their most expensive soldiers. They're the only ones who have agility worth a damn. They have a lot of special rules. And basically no access to weapons and literally no access to armor, which uh, weird. Uh, they also have regular ganger, regular fighting men and uh, better fighting men, which are supposed to be their dumb dock worker equivalents, which can be really geared up for melee, while the regular guys are more for guns, of which, of which the... Uh, 
The Junkers have such weirdness as Blunderbuss, which doesn't count as a firearm. Uh, apparently, you just shovel crap off the ground, put it uh, put it in a tube, and it goes off. Uh, there's like a, you know, ubiquitous field of uh, black powder everywhere, I guess. Or maybe they're just uh, maybe they're just real fans of the phlogiston theory. And the Junkers also have some. have the Dynamo, which are really weedy assholes, but still get access to some of the weirder guns, including the Cattle Prod Electrified Armor Combo, which would be really fun on the uh, on the more uh, more beefy dudes who can hit someone in melee, but no, they're given given to these weird nerds who would get into melee and then die. <laughs> Hmm. Um, yeah, they they kind of they are they are interesting. Um, yeah, there's a lot of cool ideas and sort of sorry, a lot of cool ideas and like freedom there to manipulate up, convert up your um scrapyard looking guys or people or gals in between. Yeah. Um, non-binary pals. But yeah, it's something different and cool. Um, I, like I said, I played the gangers. The gangers are pretty pretty standard thugs of the wasteland. They went to exciting. Have like your um your ten point um dork or your like. 40 point badass or a um, big tanker guy who's sort of like the big bulky strong dude or your boss who's just a machine um, and they all had decent stats costs a bit but you could take enough for a 500 points to be like yeah you know he's I mean get numbered but I am just effective yeah he he can actually hit with them crossbows that he has and uh, uh, and I have to pray that the pumper which is a gun that you can spend actions to pump up uh, the uh, range, uh, penetration, and strength values, which start miserable. Uh, mm. uh, th- then you really want to hope uh, to hit with it because you spent like three or five actions pumping this bastard up, <laughs> and it can still jam if you pump it up too much. So like, uh, so it's very funny. Yeah, it, it is funny. Um, yes. The one, the one thing um, that's kind of interesting that I, that I saw with most factions was gangers. So you don't have access to every single gun for every single troop or every single weapon. Sorry, um, most most troops, most uh, unit options, choices, characters, whatever they're called, um, have a list of weapons they yep. can pick from that all have the standard prices, um, and they can take two weapons, uh, one, they must take at least one, and not the two. They can't take like two two-handed weapons, but they can take like a crossbow and a mace, yeah, or like a knife and a heavy blade type stuff. Um, there's also armor options armor is really important because for a few points more you can basically double your survivability yep that, that goes a long way it goes a long way of so, course the dice is still swingy yeah a lot of them have um, their own additional equipment like um, the gangers all had access to biohazard and bayonets but that was, basically like the, that was kind of it they weren't a fancy tactics gang they were like we're just sort of overall better than you yeah and that is our one unique thing. I think a lot of gangs have access to biohazard and uh, and yeah. uh, bayonets because bayonets allow you to turn your uh, firearm, which you bought a single bullet for, fired it, and is now kind of useless, into a I don't know, I guess a reasonable-ish melee weapon without investing into an actual melee weapon, which you might not even have access to. Uh, my guys uh, had these options as well as getting a scope on either a pistol or a rifle, which uh, fiddles with their optimal ranges. And uh, uh, they can also get the ammo I mentioned, 10 points versus 15, but can explode your gun. 
<laughs> it's called kab- yeah, it's called um, it's kaboom, also- but it's not that it gets hot. It's just your weapon gets jammed. Yeah, it's just a different way of um, doing reliability as opposed to punishing you for rolling badly. Yeah. Um, yeah, like there's a it's a, it's a wastelandy cult called the Black Blood Children, where it's like cultists meets like worshipping petroleum kind of stuff. Do you want to set on fire? Because this is, this is the gang that sets stuff on fire. Yeah. We're not pyromaniacs, we're pyrocorrectiacs. Yeah. And there's they have their own special rules. There's a lot of weird, creepy sex things going on, like cum shots and squirts for some reason. Well, not some reason. The reason is it's obvious. They're all... It's know. a punk apocalypse. Aha, it's not square apocalypse. Whoa. They get things like chainsaws and bombs and like flamethrowers. A uh, whole new rules about to cover petrols and like motorbikes as well for some of the guys. Um, yeah, it's just like I don't know each game kind of has that thing of like here is our clearly defined theme and here's a bunch of guys that work into it and I think it leads to a lot of cool options that you can do well and it's also you don't really need battle scribe to build a game. Yeah. Like we hammered it out with just some Excel sheets because and like a pen and paper would be fine because because people's stats don't change and it's just you know one or two options. Well, like there's there's really a one way to change stats and that's taking a cumbersome weapon that takes you down an agility slot. But like really, there's not much that much to do in army building, and there aren't even real limitations if you want to run a gang of like. You're tough, just the toughest dudes. Fine, do it. There's only real, mm. there's only real limitations on weapons with the rare tag, of which you can have only three copies per gang, so only like three automatic rifles or three, and then three rifles and then three pistols. But yeah, that's it. Go wild, go nuts. It's it's really um, fast and easy to build a gang. You don't have to think about anything too much, which is hey, punk apocalyptic yeah. th- thematic, I guess. Don't think that's punk for sure. Yeah. Aha! Um, the, the mutant faction's neat. It has a bunch of mutations, obviously. Psychic powers. It has psychic it has, powers. Whoa! Yeah, and like this monsters, like pit beasts and um, zombies and mongol morphs, like nothing you wouldn't expect otherwise. But the way they, oh, it's not. It's it's relatively clever the way they handle it. There is a bunch of mutations that are all pretty exciting. Like. Brutal charge, so that when they get instead of getting plus one to combat, they also get plus one bonus penetration and strength for each movement action made to assault. Which on your leader could be like plus three pen, plus three strength, which becomes disgusting to try and like deal with if you are not like also getting those bonuses. Yeah, yeah. Better that quickly turns like even heavy cover into sort of like I don't care about that. And better charge them before they charge you. Yeah, we'll have your Overwatch crossbow just go. Blink. Everyone gets a crossbow. Mm. But um, the psychic powers are kind of fun. There's like a a, a boost one, a buff one that, you, that doesn't let you stack it on people. Once they've had a buff, that's it. They don't get to get another buff, which is kind of weird but interesting. Mm. In a lot of ways, there's like sonar guys. There's like sticky feet guys, tough skin. Um, you can just disarm dudes with psychic powers or like mind shock them, build barriers. Oh, the mutards are kind of cool. I don't actually say that. I hate that word. It's such, their name is so yeah, dumb. Their, na- their, their name is, <laughs> their name is literally the worst part of uh, of their uh, yeah. faction. But yeah, like mm. uh, just build a gang whichever way you want. There's really very few limitations. Um, I'm just looking. There's also some better beta beta. beta. Yeah. 
going around for like um there's Yamok who are the people who like used to live in big cities and are now sort of dealing with not getting to live in big cities anymore. Um there's a whole lot of beta rules, like for different characters yeah. from I guess from their most recent Kickstarter from last October twenty twenty one. Yeah, uh, mini campaigns. It's pretty they're, for their mercenary characters and their named dudes and stuff. Uh, v Reich get a whole bunch of sub factions because that's kind of concerning for some reason. <laughs> Why they get so much love? I mean, everyone, everyone like, loves a, the damn Nazis. Yeah, there's a Kraken organization sub faction for um, V Reich that have golems, which seems very shitty. Yep. Yeah, and V Reich itself also exists. Um, Got sold outs, you know, group of sold outs, medics, <laughs> marshals, subhumans. Why this? <sighs> Big, yeah. Oh, oh, a red helmet. That's that's kind of funny. You know, I know that reference kind of way. Yeah, that nah, this is. So yeah, our, armies are armies. Uh, armies are a thing in this game, and you can do a lot of them. And uh, another thing that's in this game oh. is miniatures <laughs> that you can buy from. Yeah. I think the game is just five ten guys per side, and they have their own boutique range of resin and STL um, files you can buy yeah. to pad out your armies. Like each gang has run square. Each gang has about a dozen minis on offer, yeah. and like they all look fine. They're all kind of they're all kind of cool. They're, they're, yeah, they're mostly f- they're mostly fine and cool. They they go on the cheesier side uh, for the ladies because like what did you expect? Uh, but they're most of the time they're fine and good, and some of the miniatures I'd love to have uh, myself. Yeah. They're also doing the infinity thing of uh, hey, we also watched uh, TV and uh, read anime and stuff. So here's a guy who's definitely a guy from that another show, but we named him like Captain America or something. I would I would almost say it's more like Rumble Slam. Okay, it's like this these these guys have like a Teenage Mutant Turtle. So does Rumble Slam. They're not trying to hide the joke, but they are sort of making a joke of it. Like, there's a Sonic Mini, and they sort of, um, the gang, the sorry, the models also have, like, an implication of, like, what rules they come with. Like, here's your chief with a pistol and a medium blade. Here's a gang with a bow and biohazard protection. And sort of, like, you don't have to do that, obviously. Like, what you see is what you get. It doesn't have to be the way you play the game, because not everyone can afford to... And, I, and I don't think, I don't think rules demand what, you, demand what you see is what you get. It's just that they list what ganger... I mean, they list which miniature has what yeah. equipment, so, like... Uh, and it's a good way to sort of have an idea of, like, what that looks like and, like, what it should... How it should appear. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, so, so the regular miniatures... Uh, don't really have options, but then there's their Masters of the Wasteland line, which is specifically their this actually has options line. There's there they don't have like too many options. You don't have you don't get to choose like from ten guns or something, but yeah. three to four guys per box. Uh, but you you do get to choose from heads and uh, weapons and stuff. Some some weapons, some I heads. Don't, I don't think these have all of the um the Kickstarter releases there yet. But that doesn't make sense because why wouldn't they have that? I have to double check. Sorry, um, Kickstarter was big, and I already found it. Talking about podcast, so yeah. Um, and that gets fine. Like they're not cheap. They're all about ten quid per model, ten quid for the Master of the Wasteland, but they're customizable, so it makes sense. Um, there's obviously an economy of scale going on for these guys, where like Titty Combat guys are generally cheaper. But you're not looking at like GW or MCP prices for these things. Um, except there, there is a bunch of um, skeevy cheesecake models, but 
You just have to scroll past at some point. Um, or just close the tab, and that's equally valid. Yeah, just get uh, if if you if you want to play the game, but not the miniatures. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we already did the. This is not a test review. There's <laughs> there's certainly a lot of post-apocalyptic miniatures these days, and if you have a three D printer or access to a three D printer, uh, STL ST, there are plenty of STLs. The internet is lousy with them. They do whatever you want. Uh, and don't forget that Hero Forge is uh, there for your weird dude, ne- dude needs. Make your mutants have cobalt heads or something. Uh, get the same price. Um, they've got a bunch of starter packs as well for the models, which or for some of the gangs, but every gang has a starter pack. Yeah. Um, which is about five minis and I think it's five minis and bases. I don't know. It is cheaper. You set, you get back, basically a dude free. Yeah. As long as you have your thoughts in the box, this is like a free, a free model. So this is like that, so it's like so yeah this is like another infinity thing of like yeah individual dudes are more expensive than like say playing Warhammer but you only need ten have fun you you don't yeah like you it, don't, it wouldn't be you don't even to... need ten actually but still no you can get by with like four or six or three or two depending what your opponent does if your opponent brings twelve guys and you brought two that's gonna be a bad game yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to get diced off the board. There's also interesting stuff that they put out, like all sorts of wasteland critters in both STL forms and actual resin. And you can get those guys. There's probably rules for them somewhere, but uh, they're fairly neat. They're fairly neat designs, especially for all sorts of mutated birds and rats and uh, stuff that's probably just stolen from some horror movie of the 80s. Yeah, um... Good critters overall for sure. Yep. yep. There's, not, there's one weird one which is like a monkey with a huge gorge phallus. Yeah. But you know, I'm sure it's funny to someone. It's uh, their exclusive Freak Wars 22 miniature, so <laughs> you know, um, your your mileage may vary. Yeah, like, and that's basically, and like obviously there's third party options available for the game because a, a heavy weapon, a heavy mace is kind of whatever you want it to be. Thematically and diegetically, like maybe it's a big lead pipe, maybe it's a pipe, a crowbar, or a flail, or I have heavy blades in, like implied to be like a slash weapon of serious proportions, a claymore, a two-handed axe, also. Yeah, yeah. Like so, there's a lot of freedom in your conversions. So, so uh, if you bring in uh, some uh, like you know late medieval militia armed with crossbows and stuff uh, as the gangers. Yep, that's uh, that seems like a crossbow and uh, and metallic armor. Go nuts! Yeah, um, that's it's a freedom there to do that. Uh, so I guess we could move on to compliment sandwich. Seems like it's going to be one of those reviews. Yeah. I'll go first. I I quite like the niche system. I like um going down in, in agility as a way to do it. There's no need to. Think about who gets the special buttons to activate more, or who has to like counter and flank. It's just like, well, I put my fast guys in the middle. Guess they're going, <laughs> or delay them, which is also useful. Yeah, the the agility system reminded me of BattleTech, the video game, and mm-hmm. also fairly fa- fairly faintly of Skirmish Sangin rule set. But that that agility that that one uh, has a. System that's a bit more complex and insane. Maybe we'll do. Maybe we'll do it one day. <laughs> but it is fun not to roll for initiative at uh, every start of the turn. Yeah. What would you say would you be your first 
compliment. I, I guess I liked the, the way they did basically the whole G-dubs roll to hit to wound to, to, to save thing, but only in like two rolls mm-hmm. because like uh, if I was making my own game, and maybe I am, I I I, I really can I really can't get over the uh, the uh, over the desire to have like the whole the whole free roll thing, which is annoying, especially if you're mm. casa. But they managed to do it, and it <laughs> feels fine, I guess. It's not just three rolls, though, buddy. It's some it's up to eight rolls or more now, depending on which edition you're playing. <laughs> Uh, let's not think about that too much uh, <laughs> but yeah and they did it and it feels fairly okay it feels fairly okay thematically especially since armor technically doesn't play that much of a big role or the, yeah it's, it doesn't have you'll always have your toughness yeah, even if you lose your armor yeah, yeah. Uh, it, 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 maybe it's just because it doesn't have the culture, cultural cachet of like having armor saves that are a big and important part of it all. Oh, oh! Since we were talking about armor, I like the whole thing. How they deal with yeah, this, this is my actual compliment. I like how they deal with cover with regards to shooting to ignore cover, or yeah. just shooting and hoping you'll penetrate penetrate through armor and stuff. So I think that's I think that's uh, neat. It's a cool encouraging thing. If like you can take a minus three to ignore the cover. But if the cover's only plus two armor, is it worth ignoring the cover? Yeah. Is it like, there's a cool tactical choice you get to make with your models? And like, it's. If it's like plus five armor, then sure, try to dodge it or try to like shoot around it, but that's so much harder to hit the guy now. And like, that's. And I guess it all depends on yeah. what kind of weapon you have and what kind of miniature is hmm. armed with it. Yeah, it's just a choice that's like. It's a choice you get to make as opposed to just like, well, gotta deal with it. Um, yeah. Uh, what would be your first negative? Oh, we're doing it that way. Uh, <laughs> c- uh, certain word choices. Yeah. For the yeah, for, either for the entire faction or just for fluff descriptions mm-hmm. or maybe some of these yeah. more uh, silly URL edgy names yeah. for special characters like Cunnilingus Ignis or something. And like, why is that mm. guy named that? That doesn't feel very, uh, very. Uh, flame cult uh, specific guy so yeah it feels like it's that kind of like i'm going to try to offend you but i'm not offensive and i'm not funny i'm just like really sad and boring but kind of humor but enough about uh, cards against humanity (sighs) yeah honestly i would fully expect this to do like a attack helicopter gender joke because it's some of the humor seems about that level of like yeah take that like all right keep kicking down guys like yeah yeah we wow luckily we hadn't seen it so but it still it still makes it makes it feel a little a little sus at times mm, mm, um it's definitely like not a red flag but sort of like a yellow flag and if it's if it's a hard no for you for that reason that's there's enough games you don't have to miss this one yeah um honestly yeah like my 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 bad thing was going to be that but since you've taken it um i'm probably just gonna say that like having a nazi faction is really shitty <laughs> having them as a playable option feels really bad um like dracula's america yeah they had playable confederates but the confederates were like complete losers and constantly played as such yeah there was no like yeah they're getting lost glory for dickfuse like nah man they're fucking Dickheads in the Louisiana swamps fighting a losing war for a faction that's already, like, 
been subsumed by everyone else. Like, and they've also they're not going to win. And they're also yeah. using stolen magics. So, yeah, really badly and stupidly, and just having like negative effects upon negative effects. Yeah, it's... as opposed to like, yeah, like yeah, they're they're really good soldiers and they're really well trained and they're super organized and they've got special and rules that would be and better and like and organized. And they're honorable and they're fighting for actual state rights. Yeah. State rights that some don't mm. involve slavery at this point. <laughs> yeah, and like we're really like inclusive, and anyone can join us right now. And there's no problems going to be down the line at all. We're not kicking that can at all. And we get a bunch of secret sub factions that make us even more interesting and special. But enough about Deadlands. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just, it just feels really bad and gross. And it's sort of like if you're putting that faction down on the game across from me at like a pickup day, it's like I no, I I know what you're playing. Like there's no historical defense for it at all like i know punk scenes have like nazis in it but as the song goes nazi punks fuck off yeah, like, yeah. there's only so much there's only so much length you can go where shocking the squares becomes like actually supporting bad things yeah and like you don't have to play with them you can just ignore that book entirely and the game is not worth for yeah, it yeah yeah they're not an integral part of it. There's no real fluff that's like, and then the V right came and saved the day, JoJo's style. It's it's fine. Um, anyway, what's the next good thing? Uh, actually, I like the I I I I, I like I like the thing that they went and uh, and said like, you know what? Uh, ammo is really scarce. Uh, everyone's just stabbing yeah. each other because. The usual uh, re- recourse or the usual thing is uh, is Americans doing post-apocalypse and everyone has guns. Everything else went to shit. Nobody yeah. has antibiotics or running water, but everyone has free AR-15s and enough ammo to suppress the entire state of Florida. Mm. And this is maybe more Euro in that, uh, yeah, you, you, yeah, you may have... There are guns, but God forbid finding you find yeah. one. <laughs> now, there are guns and they're cheap. You know why they're cheap? Because ammo is expensive and like... Yeah. Um, here is a fancy club that sometimes goes clean. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's a neat novel choice to see in a post-apocalyptic game. I think all guns are rare too, except for no, even pistols. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. Like I said, I agree with it a lot. I like it a lot. Um, it changes the dynamic entirely, away from like you said, the post-apocalyptic North America into somewhere different and more interesting. And like, it's firearm rules that really encourage you to either treat the gun as like <laughs> the gun is like special the gun is god or like fuck it <laughs> we go with that we go with low tech yeah Cro- sap, 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 sap. <laughs> crossbows baby milanese militia yeah <laughs> this is my crossbow this is my gun um and like yeah i agree entirely um and also the way guns work it sort of feels like it makes them more special in a way that like necromunda guns never are yeah because you can't just give your whole gang um assault rifles and all the ammo because you're not gonna have anyone unless your whole gang is a single dude mm, mm. just one one badass with two assault rifles they're like okay <laughs> that solves some problems i came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and bubble gum wasn't on my allowed inventory list yeah i, I think relatedly to how rare guns are in the system i, I quite like the this uniformity of this equipment in general is all really interesting um armor is really simple weapons are really simple and open does it like medium blade or like light weapons kind of thing like we talked about with this is not a test where i don't care if i've got an ak-47 or an m16 or an m14 abr or some some num- letter number combination 
All I care is, is it a gun? How far does it shoot? Does it hurt people? Does it have fun rules like, attached? Yeah. And like this game is like, yeah, you know what? A machine gun's kind of a machine gun. Yeah, just do what you want. Model it how you want. Buy more bullets or don't. Um, and the same with like our melee weapons. We're like, you have small blades, medium blades, heavy blades. Kind of up to you how they work. Yeah. Or how, well, how you um, how do you model it? Render that on the table. Yeah. yeah how do you model it? Um, like, did you give it like a big sort of berserk style heavy blade for heavy blade, or is it just like a two handed axe? Yeah. Um, go with that, and like armor as well is also really clay cut and simple. Like, got thick clothes, hard on leather, metallic armor. Or metal plate. A metal plate is literally. Like, li- liter- I think it literally yeah. says you can have like a sewer cover. Yeah, car door. Yeah, yeah, metal cover. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, and it's blue professed because they're better with guns. But like, yeah, it's it's neat. It's simple, and it sort of really encourages you to build up how you want. Yeah. Um, and I like that. Um, there's also like a grumpy cat, which is very funny. Yeah, I did. Um, you can only get it if you did the um some 2016 Kickstarter. But eh, have a cat. <laughs> Who's gonna police it? Yeah. Uh, we are we on this uh, on this podcast. We are extremely pro cat. Hmm. Mm. Um. Yeah. Like equipment, special rules, giving that freedom of tags and traits, and letting you build how you want. You know, within the rules, the gangs. It works well. It works really well, and um, it's effective. I know. Do you reckon you play this game? If you had to spend your own money, <laughs> no, and no one brought you a painted army. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I would like to buy maybe some of the miniatures for God knows what reason. <laughs> I can't use them in Infinity, but uh, I... HPTs, <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, <laughs> but I probably wouldn't pl- wouldn't play it as this. Uh, the the D ten is too swingy, and I'm not that, and I'm not enraptured by the world that much. It would be very easy to get back into it if I had to, but generally, I don't think it's it stands out enough for me to, you know, play it. it like we mentioned, it has some really good some really good features, the uh, agility mm-hmm. initiative system and all that. But uh, I yeah. would pass on it if my money were on the line. Yeah. Um. I, I think I'd play this game. I think if you brought it up and you had, like, um, I was with like, hey, do you want to play some of this, like, a short campaign? Like, yeah, sure. It's fun. It's simple. It plays quick. Um, it is swingy, but, like, I'd be more willing to lean into that where, like, oh, well, too bad. It's a 30 minute game. Yeah. It's Prison Necromander, which is like, all right, now you walk forward and I walk forward. Four hours later, my best guys died. Can't play anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, like, it's like, dice is swingy, but the game is also so fast where. It's over quickly. It, I'm not rolling a bunch of dice to get to the swinginess. I am sort of just embracing it at the start. Yeah, if I had accidentally bought miniatures enough from this game enough to like build an army, or if we, or if I had those uh, ABC Soviets, which I keep not buying from Eureka painted, I'd be like, yeah. I and somebody says, "I want to play Punk Apocalyptica," and so I'd say, "Yeah, I have some guys that are going to take to the field with rifles, one bullet each, and bayonets and biohazard suits." <laughs> That was my first game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's overall basically the game. Um, the rules are free. The factions are free. The campaign's free. If you're looking to move on from like your Necromunda type stuff, I'd I'd, th- I'd th- I would thoroughly recommend this as like a baby's first indie war game, almost, because um, it's so clear and simple and like it does what Necromunda does for me, but better. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh... 
But also the huge caveat of like the language is shitty and it's got Nazis in it. Yep. yep. So, you know, maybe not baby's first war game, but like, you know. <laughs> Advanced internet person's first baby war game. <laughs> I know. So yeah, I think that might be that might be a pod tonight. Um Yeah. I've been Kassa. This has been Dent. Yay. Doing anything exciting? Up, any cool, exciting things coming up for us, for you, for the pod, outside the pod? Uh, well, I'm going to attend remotely a Wild Hearts, Wild Hearts presser tomorrow, which is a video game. Uh, most of my stuff is uh, mostly <laughs> video game related when it comes to exciting stuff. And I'll f- maybe I'll get back to painting my miniatures. One of my friends is taking time off uh, s- sometime this week or next week. So maybe we'll get together and paint some miniatures without the distractions of having a computer nearby, which doesn't require you to paint miniatures. Though on the other hand, I am playing Moon Crash, which is not Moon Crash, Moon Breakers. <sighs> Which is like, hey, you hate painting miniatures in real life. What if you had to paint miniatures in a video game? And I'm like, great. No! <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that, that's my stuff. And uh, is there anything in the future for you besides the con? Especially... As- Pax, baby! Uh, Pax. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Not really, think, no. think about the future oh. when this podcast will come out. It's going to be like, probably start, start of, start of uh, November or something. Uh, more, more conventions, and then conventions are over, and then it's like, what do I do? Oh no! <laughs> um, I don't know. I know we've got some, we've got some secret things in the works that we're going to try and get out for people. Um, doing a bit, something a bit orthogonal, which is my new favorite word for some reason. Thinking of that, one of Vlada Shavati's games that comes up all the time. Um, yeah, something different, something different for the new year. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be great. You guys are going to enjoy it. Yep, yep. All right. I'm going to say goodbye. And since... Bye! Ah, damn. He said goodbye. Uh, okay, this has been Fortified Niche. I've been JC Dent. That has been Casa. We, we, it has always been a lovely time. Write us on Twitter, which uh, which alternative to Necromanda or other games you would like us to see next. Bye! Bye.